you are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Of This Podcast. It is our 45th episode of the Beard Podcast that you love to hate and hate to love. I am here with Steve in the studio, the Learning Annex, around our square table, round table, <laughs> uh, here on a lovely, uh, sunny afternoon. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing splendid, my good man. Splendid? Splendid. Splendiferous, sp- one sp- might say. Splenda. Splenda. Yeah. Although, no, I mean, that's artificial. That's not real. Yeah. You, you're, <laughs> you're sure you're in the raw happy about yeah. that. Right oh, yeah. Now. No stevia. No Splenda. It's We're talking pure 100% cane sugar. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> one of the greatest things here. But thank you for being here on a nice sunny Sunday. Uh, we're here with our 45th episode. Uh, it has been requested by a friend of the show, Bob. Uh, Bob, Papa Bear, uh, that this episode <laughs> is our uh, Bob Gibson episode, and we shall oblige by taking going with that 100%. So, yes. you know, uh, our sub note could be it's our second Michael Jordan episode. Yeah. It's actually a third Michael Jordan episode because mm-hmm. we had the like the, the, yeah, the funky uh, jersey one. Yes. That, yeah. But anyway, let's do Bob Gibson. So, Steve, anything new? Anything uh, new in the improved new and improved uh no my knee hurts that's new but uh that's not improvement that's that we're going that's we're going the wrong way new and regressions are not <laughs> where we're trying to work with here but getting getting older is uh is not uh, doing well no um just uh you know the the usual uh fun and games with uh work and uh, back back here in Illinois catching up uh, with uh, friends and family and did get to go and watch the uh mightily struggling Chicago Blackhawks actually win a game uh, which is a rarity these days. But, Who did they uh, play? Uh, they are they put they played the San Jose Sharks. Sharks, <laughs> and the Sharks did not come out of a a laser a, a, a shark an animated shark with laser eyes. So uh, that's probably why they didn't have their edge that night. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that lady was so confused when I asked her, "Where's the laser shark?" <laughs> God, that's so funny. <laughs> we didn't even get a chance to say, "Is it too much to ask for some freaking sharks with freaking lasers on their heads?" <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But if you haven't heard from us before, you're joining us for the first time. We've got some updates for you here. You can find us on OhThisPodcast.com. We are on the Facebook, that Mark Zuckerberg production. Um, <laughs> we are on Twitter with the fail whales at OhThisPodcast.com. All this podcast. We're individually on Twitter, P401 and Steve Hom Baker. Uh, let's see. What else is there, Steve? There's a, I'm, I'm forgetting stuff. I always forget stuff. Well, you're forgetting that... Uh, you know, for those of who want to, you know, get your podcast enjoyment via apps and things of that nature, you can check us out on uh, both the Google Play, uh, the Play Store, and in uh, the Apple iTunes uh, area. The I don't, what are they, do they call it a store still? It's I think the they podcast do. is the is the purple. It's podcast the, yeah, do you have a podcast button? Yeah. I don't know. Apple's all foreign to me. 
Um, that's uh, that's not my that's not my realm. It's not your forte. No, I, I stay out of that uh, arena. But I support your you know those who enjoy do enjoy their products and services to uh, continue utilizing them for podcast related activity, especially nice. this podcast. And you can also, if you want to support the show, we have a variety of ways you can do that. Uh, one on Patreon, if you want to support the show there. We also have uh, some links on our website uh, for if you're doing any uh, regular. Uh, everyday shopping on good old uh, Amazon.com, this little uh, startup that uh, Jeff Bezos has. Um, it you know, seems to be doing fairly well. And, uh, yeah, if you want to do some shopping there, uh, you can support the show that way because, uh, you know, you go through and you buy your copy of $3 Bill Y'all by Limp Biscuit, and uh, they say, you know what? These guys drive our traffic, and we've sold more copies of $3 Bill, y'all, than we ever previously have. So, uh, you know, we're going to give them a little kickback. So if that's what you want to do, you want to support artists like us and like Limp Biscuit, you can go ahead and uh, shop through that link and uh, hook everybody up. That's a really meta decision, you know. It's <laughs> like support artists through supporting artists by supporting artists. Best supporting artists. <laughs> Which is coming up next week. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Sweet. So... Without further ado, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be enjoying some Pipeworks stuff. I'm not going to take and steal your thunder for the beer of the week too much, but we've got two beers today. We do have two um, beers today. It's more of like, I would call that probably like a, a, a series of beers, correct? I would, I mean, a series. Collection? A collection, a dynamic duo. Okay. Yeah. So this week, we are uh, enjoying, as, I, as we mentioned, a duo of beers, and the reason for that is that there is both a standard version of the beer as as originally planned and then they also a barrel aged variant of this beer uh so we are celebrating uh as we do in a fairly regular manner but uh we're having some more lebowski themed things so uh we have hey careful man there's a beverage here by pipeworks and then we also have their barrel aged version of this beer called uh over the line um so the basis for this is that it's a white russian milk stout um, so they're just trying to mimic the f- uh, famous cocktail, one that I particularly enjoy. Um, and they have decided to make it as close to, as possible to this to the cocktail. So it does. It's while it's a white stout, um, and it does have a lot of stout characteristics. It pours a much lighter color. Um, so it's not as though like, you know, you picture you know, a lot of people will say, oh, like a Guinness, that's a stout and it pours, you know, pitch black. This doesn't do that. This is like, a, it pours a, it's like, like a caramel am- color, yeah. an amber to caramel. Color. Yeah. A cloudy amber. Yeah. Um, but it's, so it's loaded up with um, vanilla and it's also got, uh, geez, I mean, they just pile the adjuncts in on this. So um, cocoa nibs, uh, cold pressed coffee as well. Um, so it is, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tasty beverage. It's definitely in the, uh, pastry stout realm, uh, that's so popular these days. Um, but, uh, yes, it is a very interesting beer to say the least, um, because it, it doesn't really tie into like the conventional style. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's definitely, while they, you know, they call it a white stout and, 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 you know, it, it technically has a category. It's, it's very unique. Um, it's not like one that uh, you know you'll usually go and you're not going to find a lot of examples of this out there. Yeah, so like we've talked about like different beers that are darker, um, imperial stouts, Russian imperial stouts. Um, wasn't the Chocovesa like a yeah that'd be a, a stout yeah as well? a stout and that that's also a pastry stout. I mean, it's got a bunch of cinnamon and stuff in there too. Yeah, it seems like it's definitely like like those other beers like Dark Lord and some of those other taking like Bourbon County 
those stouts that I those particular beers that I remember seem to be thicker yes. in terms of like they have a thicker consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, this almost tastes like yes, it's a stout, but it almost pours like I was I was shocked to see it wasn't had that like consistency of like the darker like the more caramel. Yeah, it's stuff. definitely not um, over the top heavy. The the original like the hey careful man, there's a beverage here now. Going into over the line, um, our the, second beer that yeah, we're trying the second today. which is literally they took the same base beer and they aged it in Elijah Craig um, bourbon barrels, and it has a very different characteristic. The mouthfeel is uh, much more substantial. It's got it's a little bit darker, not exceptionally, but you can imagine inside of a barrel a lot of you know oak and, and you have some char on the inside of the barrel. Oaky afterbirth. It, it, you could have you could use that if you if you so wish. Um, it does add to the, uh, you know, it makes the, the beer a little bit darker, but it also adds a little bit of sweetness and um, it kind of boosts, I think, the vanilla character to the beer. So I personally like the uh, barrel-aged version uh, much more than the base the base version of the beer. So The barrel-aged seems like it's thicker. It is. It's a little bit thicker. Um, it almost seems like we're drinking two different beers, like mm-hmm. completely different beer types. Um, just the way that they're processed. Like, yeah, it, it seems like they've taken head like, yes, they're built off the same foundation, but they've deviated in terms of like what the actual finished product. Yeah, actually that's is. the and that's really the magic of the bourbon barrel. Um, it does all of that stuff and it makes it makes everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for Hey Careful Man, there's a beverage here. Um, the ratings for that. It's a three point eight on untapped an eighty three out of one hundred eighty three nation hashtag. Um, and uh, so it's 83 on rate beer and a 3.77 on uh, beer advocate. So it gets good to like above average reviews for that. Um, I would put it as like a solid, I would give it like a 3.5. Yeah. Um, hashtag fuck cool bird. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. Um, but for the barrel aged over the line, uh, market eight, dude, um, it's a 4.1 on untapped. It's 91 on rate beer and it's a, a 4.0 on beer advocate. Um, I would put it right in light, right around those lines. So I would say it's like a four uh, on a scale of five for me as for well. Steve beer, for Steve beer.org backslash yeah. Creed thoughts. Um, that's, I mean, it's, it's really solid. It's a very interesting beer. It's certainly not going to be the best stout that you try. Um, but, uh, for what the purpose is, which is to try and recreate a cocktail, uh, so to speak, especially one that's as heavy as a, as a white Russian. Um, it's a pretty interesting and pretty strong take on it. Yeah. For me, like for this beer, I just give an A for effort and execution. I think Mm -hmm. the, the creativity to take and make a beer that's, uh, you know, after one of my favorite characters, uh, beverages, you know, and movies and great, I, I, a for effort and execution there. I enjoy it thoroughly. I don't, I don't have a num- numerical scale for that. You sure. Know? No, it's, it's a very, I, I would I totally agree. Like the idea and the execution for what, what they were going for. It's, it's pretty much on par. Um, whether, you know, the fact that it, it doesn't, it doesn't really hold up to some of the other great beers out there. That's not, not necessarily a huge knock on it because it's, uh, it's trying something different. That's not a popular thing. So, okay. um, I'll give it, yeah, like you said, it's an A for effort. It's a definitely an A for creativity. Um, what the actual end result is, is not necessarily the important part. It's more of the creative process, right. the art of beer making here. Right, right, right. So this is a Pipeworks offering. Where does this sit in their um, kind of like in their like spectrum of beers? Like it's kind of in their mid darker style, like or the, on their their end of darker. 
Um, you know, it's definitely a little bit lighter. I mean, they're fam- they're more uh, famous beers um, are typically they're, they're barrel-aged stouts, and they've got a couple barley wines and things. Um, it's, it's getting towards that. It's close, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, um, I wouldn't say it's like their best. It's, it's not close to their best offering, but it's, uh, it's hard to say it's like totally disappointing either. Uh, it's just kind of, uh, it's just one of those, one of those beers that, uh, you, you would try and you probably wouldn't, uh, necessarily like continue going back to, it's not going to be like your flagship beer of choice for anything. Uh, but when you're in the mood to get something different, like it's a perfectly good differentiator. Okay. So how do people go about getting this? If they choose to take and procure sure. some, uh, Pipeworks sees pretty limited distribution, uh, cause they're still a relatively small brewery. They are expanding. Um, so they are, you know, most of the stuff is found in the Chicago Chicagoland area. Um, you can get "Hey, Careful Man." Uh, there's a beverage here. You can find that on shelves at like Benny's, um, most you know, and other bottle shops like uh, liquor stores. Um, you're not going to find it in a grocery store probably. Um, barrel aged over the line. Uh, that's going to be typically found only at the uh, their dojo where they sell where they sell there every now and again, maybe they might release some of that stuff to a retailer, but, uh, not, uh, in significant quantities. So your best, your best chance is, uh, probably, you know, going to their actual facility to get that. Yeah. So this is a little bit harder to come by. You can't just like go say, Hey, I'm going to have this kind of thing. You got to plan it out a little bit in advance. Yeah, to, for sure. To go find. Some um, and, and Pipeworks is pretty good about announcing like what's coming up, um, in their mix of things like this, this barrel aged over the line, we're drinking the 2017 edition. Um, it's not like a year round beer, so it's just kind of, you have to wait until it hits their time in their production schedule for it to come out. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're real good. They're an up and comer. Like if you want it, like, I'm sure that if they don't have that information already posted on their website, like if you hit them up on social media, they would probably give you a, a heads up on things too. Awesome. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a fun brewery. They're one of our, my favorites in Chicago. So it's just natural with, uh, with our love for Lebowski and uh, a local brewery to, uh, knock these two uh, out of the, out of the list and get two more bottles out of my cellar <laughs> far out, man. And with that, I think it's cheers and it's time to, uh, you know, salute this and salute, uh, yonder and onward and upward, right? Yeah. We, we must move onward and upward and we're getting to a point now where like, I wonder so we're fond of uh the the fine the finer uh culinary offerings from the uh the great country of Japan and uh um we have many listeners from Japan we, as well. We we also seem to have a fair Konnichiwa amount to Konnichiwa. All of our listen- <laughs> listeners. Um, but uh yes, so we're talking about two not necessarily distinct styles necessarily because you can certainly get one at the other. Um, but uh, we want to talk a little bit about the uh, sushi uh, restaurant scene a little bit and okay. and also about hibachi um, because as gentlemen who enjoy ourselves some uh, some fine food from time to time, uh, this is something that uh, we tend to uh, – I would say it's in the – what would you say, like a, a solid – 10% of our of, of your meals are eaten in this uh, genre? I think, yeah, 10% of my annual food consumption. Yeah. Uh, food dinner consumption. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Prime meals. Yeah. You know, 30. I would definitely say that it's like once a week or less than once a week. Okay. For but, sure. But, yeah. But it's consistent. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's consistent enough. Like, Maybe it is even more like once a week, you know. What, <laughs> it 50, has been at times. Fifty-two out of three six. I can't do that math. No, I mean, for example, like when you came out to visit, 
Uh, we did. We all were you, maxing. We maxed out all you can eat sushi at least two times, if not three. Yeah, danger um, zone. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, mercury poisoning. We were running hot there. Ha- hashtag Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, mercury poisoning right there. Um, man. So yes, I'm a fan. Like so, the question that I have for you as I was thinking about this. Is it fair to take and do a sushi versus hibachi as in food preparation style? Or is it like, have you ever gone and got sushi and a hibachi? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I I know, me personally, I have done it, but it's not in my core. Like, that's not my, my normal choice. Like, normally, if I'm going for sushi, I'm going for straight up sushi. And if I'm going for hibachi, I'm getting something that's cooked directly on the grill in front of me. Like, as the Ghostbusters said, you never cross the streams. Right, exactly. Um, I have done it once, and, I mean, it didn't, fortunately, it didn't cause any uh, mass disruptions in the space-time continuum, uh, but uh, it's not my it's not my normal MO. See, yeah, like, anytime, like, because for me, when I'm in the mood for hibachi, it's like, I'm, okay, I want steak or some shrimp. For sure. Like, cooked, like, and it's really running, like, hot food, but, like, when I'm in the mood for sushi, I'm like... I really kind of want sushi that is like salmon or tuna or something mm-hmm. like, like definitely uncooked. I never, I'm never in a mood where I've ever been like wanting to get to cross the streams. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that one's better or worse. Well, maybe one is better or worse, but it, like I find it more accessible to go the sushi route. Okay. But I also find it like, more of a gamble to go the sushi route for some places okay. like a hibachi you're cooking it like would you rather i think you can trust people's hibachi skills to cook meat correctly and not get sick versus sometimes you never know when somebody's sushi delivery right fish orders came through uh you know yeah <laughs> that's going I mean, on a tuesday kind of thing but that really boils down hot dog to, roll <laughs> that really boils down to raw material though and um i mean you could have that happen just as badly with a piece of chicken as you could with a piece of fish. Now, obviously, it's it's a little bit different. What about chicken sushi? Chicken? Did, well, there are some places that'll do some like when we went beef, to the yeah. yeah the the place we went to in San Jose. Uh, they do uh, garlic beef. Yeah, garlic and, beef. And it sounded like it was absolutely disgusting, but we ordered it and it actually tasted very very good. Yeah, I mean, just really, what? How do you fuck it up? It's a piece of steak. With rice and, and what else did they throw an avocado in there? A little avocado in garlic. there? Garlic, garlic, like fresh garlic and seaweed. I guess it's just something that's out of context for right. normal people. For normal people, for <laughs> that's not even no. I well, guess it's that, out of context if you're not used to. No, no, no. It's because other people are normal and we're not. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the delicacy. I think of like I could go max out on sushi probably more rapidly. Okay. Um, than I could on taking and going to hibachis. Uh, it's a different price point too. It is a different price point, but I love hibachi. I love myself a hibachi. I went to the Ron of Japan once. Okay, yeah. Have you ever been to that place? I've not been to Ron of Japan. Oh, dude, get yourself some. Uh, get yourself some Ron of Japan. I drove by it though today on the way down here. Yes. So yes. like I like that was the instant thing. Like I was thinking of things to like put into my notes for the show while I was, you know, going down 94 because it's like, Oh, there's round of Japan. And like, since the time I was the one I went to, I was like very young. Like I I always remember like my great grandma, um, lived in like the, on the far North side of the city. And every time we'd come down there, it'd be like, Oh, what's Ron of Japan? Like, 
And my mom would be like, oh, it's a place where they cook in front of you. And I had never been to a place like that yet. So I was like, where the fuck do you go where they cook food in front of you? Like, the, yeah. I'm, I'm used to, I go to the restaurant, I sit down, and someone delivers the food to my, to sure, my sure. location. Uh, and I don't get to see the process. So, like, that one's always been intriguing to me. I love the hibachi dining experience for when they flick food at you. I think that's one of the greatest oh, yeah. things ever known to man. Like, I have unless a, you have a shrimp allergy, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, and like, well, I mean, my brother has a, a shellfish allergy, and he will like, he's like, all right, well, we're just gonna do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's just like it's not it's not a terrible one. Like it's not obviously like he'll like over time it will progressively get worse for him. Like he has to take Benadryl just to make sure. Sure. Um, but like it's not like I don't know if anyone's familiar with uh, Archer, but like there's an episode of Archer where Pam has a soy fish or a soy fish, a soy allergy, <laughs> but she's eating like soy based seafood. It's all fake stuff, but she keeps eating it and like progressively gets more like more and more of an allergic reaction until they eventually have to jam her with an EpiPen because she just keeps eating it. Um, so it like my but my brother loves like the hibachi experience too. So he'll just be like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to, we're just going to do We're this. just going to do it. Cause I got to <laughs> try to catch it. It's like, okay. I never really wanted to be a dolphin in real life. Okay. But then like the fact that some man is, or woman is going to throw a piece of shrimp at me and I have to catch it in my mouth and <laughs> I'm paying to have, well, usually like, they don't do it with the expensive goods. I, a little piece of shrimp. It's usually a vegetable. And other places I've gone. Well, what you, where are you going, Mister uh, Big Spender? I, I guess big not. Shooter? Not. not the, <laughs> Is just, this what they do of Ron of Japan? Because I've never been there. I think they do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, there, there's some independent uh, sushi. There are uh, hibachi places that do it too. I've not been to one. I mean, the one that I go to most commonly, it's always the broccoli. The broccoli. See, toss. broccoli. That seems dangerous because broccoli hot can burn. Yeah, like, but it's just, like it's right when they put it on the grill, so they're just dicing it up. It's never. There's no temperature issue. So tell me this. When you go to a hibachi restaurant, do they ever do the onion choo-choo train? Oh, of course. And they go choo-choo-choo. Yes. I don't think they did that at Rana Japan, if I'm that's, mistaken. That's a shame. Because and this isn't like hibachi Rana Japan versus Benihana versus anything. I'm like, that was the first thing that I always remember is like they make the, fl- the yeah. volcano. Oh, yeah. And then they make it to the choo-choo. The choo-choo train. Yeah. yeah I mean, train. The, part of what you're paying for is that experience when you're going to hibachi. And... Not to make it like, but you're getting that experience if you're sitting at a sushi bar too. We're just yeah, used to, if, like, you're, if at you're at the bar, at the bar yeah. eating. You're, it's different when you're at like a table, just sitting right. with a two person table in the middle of everybody around you, sure. <laughs> full tables and stuff like that. <laughs> at the <laughs> the memorial table, <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, the but you are paying for that experience at the at the hibachi. So like. Yeah, it's a, it's always gonna be a little bit of a pricier meal, and I I don't want to say this in like a disparaging manner because that's not what uh, what a, the intention is here. But it's kind of like one of those those experiences, like, and maybe it's just because like my group of friends and I make it like this. But medieval it's like, times, it's like a medieval times experience. Yeah, like yeah. you get into what's going on. So like if it's someone else's birthday, like we don't try and actively we would never try and actively ruin someone's experience but like you're damn sure if someone at table six and we're at table 10 if someone at table six is having a birthday we're going to be doing the clap around for the oh, song yeah and and pumping it up because it's part of the uh you know you're there you signed up for this it's for everyone's enjoyment not just our own right 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 so is there a home stadium in the hibachi realm that you choose to uh partake your um imbibing at i do most? yes 
Um, and they're not a sponsor of this podcast yet, but Sukasa of, of Tokyo, uh, prime location in Vernon Hills. Uh, that's that's the uh, the the home ground for our uh, hibachi experiences. Interesting, yes. very good. And for a long time, so first of all, my dad did the electrical there um, when they built the place, um, and, and it's been around for how long? It's still it's still up. It hasn't burned down. Okay, no electrical fires. <laughs> no electrical fires. Um, but uh, for for a really long time, you know, me being an idiot. Um, yep. <laughs> it was, I, I heard Sukasa and I was like, hey, I'm taking Spanish class. Why Mikasa the hell is this, Sukasa. Why is this Japanese restaurant called Sukasa? It's your house. <laughs> it's your house. Run's house? <laughs> no, es mi casa. <laughs> Estoy bien. You too? Como se dice shrimp? <laughs> so I'm an idiot. And uh, yeah, then I finally, oh, there's a T in there. Yes, that makes much more sense. Like a T Sukasa? T S U K A S A. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that is the home ground for that. Now, on the flip side of that, though, um, there's obviously like the Benihana is like your, your traditional like nas- nationwide chain for that, for that kind of uh, thing. And they do most of the same stuff. Uh, I, I do appreciate the, the chefs who get a little creative uh, with their oh, with the presentation. Absolutely. Like, uh, there are some that are definitely better than others. And uh, it also depends on the time of day you're going. Like if you're going at noon on the lunch hour, like uh, no one's no like, one's really going to be no like, one's paying uh, attention to the choo choo. Like the guy can kind of skip the theatrics and just cook the food. Um, but like, but yeah, Friday, sure, like Friday, Saturday night yeah. on the weekend, if I'm coming and having a drink or two, show me the choo choo. I'll ask for it again. And oh again. yeah. But then you also take, I want to be the conductor on that. Yeah. You take care of it. Like, I don't know why I'm just picturing right now, a uh, Beverly Hills ninja, uh, with Chris Farley when he's the hibachi <laughs> chef and he goes in there and he, Oh, Haru is the hibachi chef. Yeah. And then he bows for everybody and puts his forehead on the grill set. <laughs> like, have you ever looked at their knives that they use? Oh, there? they have great <sighs> stuff, man. Like, not Cutco going up. No, I mean, you could. I mean, they you could try and pitch them on Cutco, but uh, Cutco doesn't come close because that that the knives that they use are expensive. Oh yes, yeah, and it, but it's well worth it. Because See, any like sushi knives are expensive too. Oh yeah, because very. it's got to be extremely sharp, um, and it's good there. So. I guess the moral of the story of what we're just like trying to say from this is like it's it can't be a V because it's like you're definitely in different moods when you're taking and doing this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's a it's definitely an occasion uh, type dining uh, where you're not usually going for like casual dinner there. I mean, you can and there's nothing wrong with that. But more often than not, it's a birthday anniversary, you know, some sort of of uh, anniversary type type sure, setup. Sure. Uh, sure. Now, sushi um, you and I are both purveyors of the, uh, you know, we like, to, we like to get after it. Yes. yes. Uh, we like to show the world that, uh, you know, we can't be, we will not be silenced. We will not be throttled. Uh, so we like to put back what we can put back and, and test the limits of the eating experience by going to the all you can eat sushi, uh, places around town. Um, with, with that said, there are more dignified sushi experiences yes, there are. and higher quality sushi experiences. Uh, where do you fall in that realm? Because, I mean, I've gone to normal, you know, order one or two roll type places. And that's, I mean, the, the quality of the food is top notch. Yes. Um, but you also have that, like, itch in the back of your head. Like, yeah, this is fucking good, but 
I could put about like six more rolls down at uh, you know at the all you can eat place and uh, go to town on that. So uh, where do you have a strong preference one way or the other or so, the other? Yeah, I kind of do, and I just want to take a segue before we go off a of hibachi. It's like mm. if a sushi bar went to do some of like the hibachi antics, that would okay. get me in even more. Yeah, that would be uh, really like, dangerous yeah, business just, idea. Write it down. Yeah, <laughs> instead of like yeah, they flip you a piece of salmon sushi, just like <laughs> and then they do like a choo choo train. Fly Flying fish. Yeah, flying Fuck fish. Fuck me running. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, when it comes like to the like the, the high, high quality sushi versus like the all you can eat stuff is like it's not always like consumption of mass quantities. Right. At some of the all you can eat places, I feel um more adventurous to try different things. Yeah, that's very true. Um and to try things that I probably wouldn't try previously mm-hmm. because like when I'm at like a really really nice sushi restaurant and you're like okay it's gonna cost you X for this it's like okay go to some staples that you know are gonna be good exactly. you really don't want to try something you don't like and know that that costs like fifteen bucks for that right. roll it's like I could have done without that or I could have you know chose something better so like in that realm where it's that particular thing I go in with like a pretty pre cut and it's usually a spider roll then two pieces of nigiri okay um where it's like salmon or unagi or it's eel. Um, just because I know that it's pretty standard, like going into it, but like give me a beef roll. If I'm in all you can eat. <laughs> okay. It's just not good. Okay. I'm not like worried about that because I can, we'll, we'll muster it up. We'll, people will finish it and then we'll just order something else new. So it, it becomes a team game. It does become a team yeah. game uh, there are, because of the concept that they uh, typically employ in most of the, all you can eat establishments of uh, you get charged yes. full price. If you uh, full price for a individual role, if you leave a remnant uh, more than just like a few, you know, if, if there's a little bit of rice on your plate, that's not a, not a big deal. But like, if you leave, six pieces out of a eight piece roll on your plate they're gonna charge you for that i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to go to ron in japan right now well i mean we can we can discuss that after this (laughs) (laughs) after the show for a nice dining experience (laughs) but um with all these things too it's like we talk about the all you can eat we talk about it it's like anytime we are purveyors of the fine um culinary delights of the Mm -hmm. the japanese culture be it uh, of sushi and also of um, the hibachi style, the alcohol comes into play too. It does. Um, when you're taking in in sushi mode or hibachi mode, do you drink? Uh, and if so, what is your choice? So I, I used to. I used to, especially in the all-you-can-eat, because we have one establishment that we frequent that is a BYOB. Um, and most of my friends bring wine because they're logical. Uh, but I bring beer because I'm an idiot and I wind up having a ton of sushi and then I drink like two beers or three beers and then Can't I, walk. yeah. And then I literally have to be rolled out of the, uh, the place and, uh, brought home and then I go to bed. Um, <laughs> he goes sleep. <laughs> so it, I have, I have more recently ceased drinking, uh, when I, when I've gone to all you can eat sushi. Sure. Sure. Um, that doesn't mean I won't resume it in the near future because uh, I do enjoy it. near future. But sometimes you have to do – sometimes you just got to go. Like sometimes you got to go balls to the wall and uh, just say, hey, body, I'm going to subject you to some punishment and you're just going to have to accept it. Um, know your role and shut your mouth. Because um, <laughs> uh, the rock says so. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, it's it's definitely uh, I've I've come to realize that uh, with age, uh, the body is less accepting of some of those things, so I have to do it less frequently. Um, but I do like so your mind is telling you no, right? But your body is telling you yes. Yeah. Well, no, my mind is telling me yes. My body is telling me no. <laughs> Well, flip it. <laughs> you know where I was going with that. Yeah, my but mind's telling me no. But uh, no, like the I, I definitely think there are great pairings. Like I think there are a lot of great like wine pairings with mm-hmm. the fish. I mean, there are good pairings with beer too. Um, but I just I just can't do it as much. But uh, I I do enjoy sake mm-hmm. from time to time. See, I never got into sake. I don't like. I'm not an aficionado by any stretch of the imagination. So it's like I wouldn't be able to tell you what whether it's a ten dollar bottle of sake or a hundred dollar bottle of so sake. So are you just but, like to the But wait, I I do enjoy it, you know, just as part of the experience. To the wait staff, are you just like sake it to me and just bring whatever <laughs> you got there? Sake bomb. Yeah. <laughs> See No. Uh, there's a terrible joke. I mean I'm sure it's out, done outside of the office, but it was done on the office as well about a, having a Nagasaki, uh which is awful. But uh What is that? It's Andy Bernard describes it as eggnog and sake, oh. but not all of the places. And his reference for why they didn't have it was not all places. Not all places have it because eggnog is seasonal. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's it's, not it. Yes, but I would I would never be never be as insensitive as uh, perhaps a comedic show on television right, to uh, right. suggest that. I, no, I actually I enjoy sake straight up. Um, it's 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 a different thing. It's not like I would go through and be like hey it's wednesday night let's go get us a bottle of sake and have a time but like with the dine as part if of you dining were in a hot tub you would <laughs> as part of the dining experience uh it's not bad james bond does like his sake and uh you're watching the bond movies right yes, now so. i'm two through <laughs> um for me when it comes down to uh d- delectable beverage choices for it i go with sapporo like yeah. I don't know. Like for me, like a fine. Uh, it's I don't remember whether Japanese it's Miller Lager. Coors or yeah. uh, SAP. You know, yeah, whatever. It's but like Sapporo brew. or Ichiban. Like having just some like traditional Japan, like very very cold. Sure. Japanese lager. Like it just it makes sense why it pairs so well with it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's always there. Like, but the white wine sometimes is good. Yeah, like, very. Like, I mean, anything that pairs well with fish. Yes, will yeah. will represent itself well in su- with sushi too. Yes, so I I, I know we started this as a sushi v. It, I don't think it can. It's be. not. Like, it, they're they're distinct experiences. Just don't cross the streams. Just don't cross the streams. Now, what about a bento box? Like if you're at like a traditional Japanese restaurant where it's right. it's non hibachi mm-hmm. and you're sitting down and it's not it's a sushi it's not a sushi bar necessarily. I mean, that might we're, be. That, we're just blowing the topics, paradigm yeah. here. Yeah, I, I don't think we can talk about that right now. <laughs> no, I mean you that know? that's far too complex for our simplistic minds to uh, wrap wrap around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Um, have you ever run into an overcharge in an all-you-can-eat uh, sushi situation? I have not, but I've been close. But that's yeah. why you take and do like the. You bring beer bottles, amber beer bottles, <laughs> just because you shuff rice. <laughs> so into you've done them. that. So no, I've, I I okay. have not done that. I've okay. seen it. Uh, also talking about like alcohol at an all you can eat sushi, a pint of Jameson at an all you can eat sushi <laughs> place prior to going to see a concert. They don't might treat it not to be the best. It's not a good idea, but they don't treat it any differently than if you were bringing in a bottle of beer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, can I get a b- mug and then give you uh, a beer stein for your Jameson? I'm like, well, this is going to happen. <laughs> we're going to kill it. And we did. And, you know, I was good. 
my buddy who was 112 <laughs> pounds soaking wet <laughs> struggled to keep up shot for shot yeah. bless his heart hashtag we'll never forget hashtag r.i.p yeah exactly <laughs> thoughts and prayers hashtag thanks for ruining smashing pumpkins for us back in vegas hashtag thanks josh not in, in separate incidents yes yes <laughs> anyway you know dude careful there's a beverage here right now yeah the uh i've never personally i've i've definitely been to the point where i've been like i'm an idiot why did i order this much food and like had to struggle to oh, push yeah. my way to get to the finish but you damn well it's like running a marathon oh, like at the sure. end of that like you're you're pumping the fist like you you just you just accomplished something it's like john candy in the movie the great outdoors <laughs> the old uh what the is big it, the, 96er is it the 96 yeah i thought it was a 76 no i think it's a 96 but, but yeah it's like all oh, that's left is the gristle and uh patty. Oh, <laughs> yep you get a couple pieces of pie down and some t-shirts for the kids like <laughs> the worst is i remember like i got close a couple times and I had like jalapeno yellowtail roll mm. left. That's that's dangerous. That's yeah, you got to go with the adventurous stuff early. Yeah, because if you go adventurous late and it's bad, you're gonna run it. You're gonna have a bad time. I think our choices of our all you can eat strategy has gotten better. Previously, I think we were all trying to one up each other in the amount we could eat, and we'd order a ton first, and then we'd order a second, and then we'd have to fish, finish them down. Where I think people have gotten a little bit smarter as to their ways, the errors of their ways of previous <laughs> uh, generations, where it's okay to get multiple plates. Just don't like, you don't have to show off. Yeah. You don't have to prove your Be masculine. confident in your manhood. Yeah. yeah. The, I will say, though, there, so there's only been one scenario where I have been present where someone had to hide their food. Now it was not me. My plate was clean. Damn it! Clean but, plate club. But the same the same person who you mentioned ruined our uh, ruined one of our concerts uh, concert experiences or potential concert experiences uh, had a whole bunch of empty edamame shells and had to hide food underneath it. Now I don't remember if it was his food necessarily, but it was damn sure his edamame. And we isn't this the person had, who also ate edamame shells after the discarded ones? It's entirely possible. <laughs> that same night? <laughs> yes. The, the alcohol also plays a factor into uh, how intelligent your choices are, it seems. Um, like, I don't know. For some reason, alcohol makes people make poor decisions sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, any anything else on our uh, sushi and or hibachi tales other than we may wind up going to get one I really one kind of, of want to get one of the two right now tonight. <laughs> let's let us leave it there then we're still going to talk food because we're hungry and it's afternoon time yeah so up next we're going to move toward well probably i mean really as an adult candy can be enjoyed for any meal of the day and or as a snack um no one can tell you whether you can or can't eat it if i want a chip ahoy i'll have a chip exactly exactly um however since we we are going to have a little bit of a round table discussion here okay a round table that we we don't actually own a round table so we're we're sitting around a square table uh talking about talking at a round table about round candy so it's the round candy round table discussion around a square table around a square table okay <laughs> because guess round tables not as not as great for uh, mike booms can work but work less 
not not always perfect. You've got you've got strong mounts on these ones, yeah. but uh, my terrible mic mounts uh, would not work well on the round table. There's a place in Seattle, uh, a pizza chain that was called Round Table Pizza. Oh, that's not bro. That's not a that's not Seattle. That's a that's a West Coast thing. Yeah, and it's absolutely awful. We had Round Table Pizza during the McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. Yeah, it's not the greatest. <laughs> I'm just saying it. It satisfies the needs when necessary, but it's not. It's the expensive. Greatest. It is. That's the point. It's like. It's like Papa Murphy's without the fun, <laughs> without the taken bake part of it. Yeah, but Papa Murphy's, all right, God damn it, we're going off on a total <laughs> tangent here. But Papa Murphy's. We're talking about round tables. Yeah, Papa Murphy's charges you, like, what, 12 bucks for a pizza? And that motherfucker ain't even cooked. So you've got to go home and cook the fucking pizza and cut the pizza when you can get a hot and ready for five. Okay, that's not even. You get a hot and ready for five bucks. You want a toe? I can get you a toe. <laughs> I can get you a toe with paint on it. I mean, a Papa Murphy's pizza, pretty good for, as far as what the product that's put out there. But you, I mean, you just want to you put in trap. You put in more than more than three dollars worth of work on that pizza. In the electrical cost, electrical bill. Let's get let's bring cuts. this back in. <laughs> let's bring this back in. So the round table, the round candy round table discussion. I propose this idea as what's the better candy in the round table realm, okay. in the round candy realm. The best candy, or just the, or the the top contenders. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And so, like, natural roundness is a thing. So it can be something as a round shape that is a lifesaver. Okay. Okay. Or that's fair. it could be something that is three dimensionally round and is spherical. Okay. Or it could be something that's cylindrical because it has a round nature of it. Or it could be. Uh, cylindrical with a protuberance like a dots okay too okay i mean what about an oblate spheroid what is that earth earth yeah what like so what candy is an earth well i mean a sphere would count correct a globe so to speak so like a lint truffle okay that falls in that that's acceptable that's round with like the sawdust on the side of it you don't have sawdust on the side of it what about a cadbury egg i just oh yeah that's i mean it's it's a three you know it's an oval Okay. Yeah, it's round. So if you had to go with like your top two, like, see, I always think of round candies as like Skittles and yeah, M and M's, and then I think of peanut M and M's, and then I got into the like the the realm and the the thought of like, okay, why do I like peanut M and M's, but I don't like peanut butter M and M's, but why do I like Reese's but not peanut butter M and M's? See, like, yeah, see, that's weird. Like, why do you like see like I love Reese's, I don't like Reese's pieces. See, and that's like this is like people who love ketchup but hate tomatoes. Same, I'm and yeah, I'm, like, and I'm that person. But that's because they like the sugar. Put, yeah, it's sugar, sugar and salt. Yeah. And so, what say you? Tell me some of this round candy. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I do like my. I enjoy myself peanut M and M from time to time. Do you ever get into any of the weird fucking M and Ms though? Like the pe- the pretzel M and Ms or the ones that are filled with caramel or anything no. like that. I don't, I don't fuck like, with any don't of that Don't they have either. like a mint one and a cookie one Probably. Too? Probably. They they get weird. and uh, Biscuits far, and gravy M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably buy a fucking pack of those because I'm an idiot. <laughs> beef jerky M&Ms. <laughs> I have a, that's neither here nor there. I may or may not have a pound of beef jerky in the back of my car right now. Um, but when the, in Rome. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the peanut M&M is as far as I go. Like I don't, I don't, the caramel stuff, like there's no crunch to it. To make that to like balance out the the caramel nature, so I'm not a fan there. The pretzel thing, I don't need. Uh, it's just not. It's just not my thing. See, yeah, I like a give me an original M M&M and M or give me the give me the peanut M and M. Don't go further than that. 
Well, because it was the original or the peanut, and then they just tried to like get fancy with it. The deviations between the original M&M, red, and the peanut, yellow, Christmas advertising mm-hmm. right there, is they're different product lines, and they you actually have different things. Now, Pretzel and all these other ones strive to stand in the M&M category. How do you feel about the M&M Mini? You remember those? They used to put them in the little tubes. Yeah, I remember them because when I was a kid, I would just basically take shots of them. <laughs> I'd try to eat the entire tube in one uh, unceremoniously. Like, it's kind of like if you were to, um, God, eat like those wafer cookies, you'd run out of saliva before you got to the bottom of it. Are you talking about like the wafer cookies that they, like, yes. grandma had in her house? Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's like you're chewing and chewing and chewing, and you don't have enough saliva to take and get it down. Yeah, it's like, hey, eat, try and eat a, a sleeve of saltine crackers. Exactly. But these ones are just sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, basically what I would have to say is Dippin' Dots are M&M minis, nitrogen frozen M&M minis in the ice cream form. I disagree because there's a hard candy shell. You're, you have a hard candy shell, <laughs> <laughs> to quote. But, yeah, I, I didn't – the M&M Minis always seemed like a scam to me because if I was going to – I mean, me being a, a fat child. Uh, if it's I'm a place gonna, to hold your change. Well, if I'm going to get a candy, I'm going to get a, a, the normal-ass candy. I'm not going to get something that's miniaturized uh, that I, I get less of. Right. Just for the novelty. Get the hell out of my, get out of my face and give me the normal thing. Although I would say that, like, I didn't – I didn't choose regular M and M's as a lot as as a candy choice. I was I was a big Reese's, Re, you know. Give me the PCs cups or the cups. No cups. PCs can go fuck off. No, no, they can't. They can and they will. No, they can't because <laughs> they're better M and M's because they got Reese's no, peanut butter. They're in them. not. Yes, they are. This is not a this is not an intellectual debate. Yeah, because you're dumb. <laughs> they are. Listen, an alien like them. The alien was dumb. What alien? E.T. He phoned home. Like, <laughs> Tell me some other aliens that phone home. I would Dude. imagine most of them have better technology so they can fucking make a phone call with you know using telekinetic powers or okay, some shit. So E.T. What is, needed a goddamn phone line. So what's your part about the Reese's Pieces candy that you don't like? It's not that I... Again, it's Because candy. I know you like the cereal. So Reese's uh, Puffs, solid, solid... I like that. There's no chocolate in the Reese's piece, so you have no balance. It's in the shell. It's it's barely in the shell. There's not enough. Okay. There's not enough. See, and this is why I can't stand the peanut butter M&M's, because they're just knockoffs of Reese's Pieces with an inferior peanut butter product. Yeah, I agree there. I, I, will, I will see that point to you 100%. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about this. Let's get off of the, the highly debatable topic of pieces versus M&M's. Because that's polarizing. We can come to conclusion that... Let's talk about crows. <laughs> Are you crows? for or against? What's... What? The na- they're basically dots, but black licorice type Fuck things. that shit. Yeah. They're terrible. Uh, remember ice caps? Ice caps. Uh, with the... They were like the mint little chocolate... Mint chocolates with the tiny little round sprinkles on them. So they're like snow caps, but... Yes, that's what I'm calling. Yeah, mint. yeah. Th- that's what... They're correct. I was misquoted. Oh well, snow caps snow are cap. just chocolate with little sprinkles. Yes, that's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but ice cap. No, is I there, said there's the no such thing as ice caps. Okay. Patrick's dumb. He's okay. Been drinking. <laughs> I was, because if you just revealed like a mint flavored snow cap, I would buy them immediately. I might be doing that. I like a snow cap. Okay. Yes. <laughs> See what else about like the junior mint is a fine product. 
it is, but the the minty goo can be a little a little much sometimes. Like if I'm having a junior mint, I'm only having a couple. See, would you prefer the minty goo in a junior mint or a York peppermint? And all, or a York peppermint patty because that's a difference in size. Let's I'll put it this way: if the if either one of them made the mint green, I'd probably eat more of it. Okay, you don't like the spearminty kind of uh, pepperminty. Uh, oh no, it's strictly a color thing for me. I'm because I'm stupid. So like the regular mint, I'm like, eh, it's fine. But you make that shit green, like mint mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put you put in add in the food coloring and all of a sudden it's a novelty thing for me and I'm going to continue eating it. See, very interesting, very interesting. I'm a simple I'm a simple man. Do you remember eating Jumblo? No, I've never had that. What is that? The bubble gum. Nope. The circular uh, bubble gum. There was like six pieces of gum in. I know pe- bubble tape. No, 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 no. It was like there were six pieces. Pure, like there were basically like. Large gobstoppers, okay, uh, or jawbreaker circles. Sure, and there were six of them in there. They're gumballs, and it was called Jumblo. It was so good. Like, do you what do you what are your thoughts about a gumball versus a stick of gum and or a fruit stripe of gum? Hmm. The gumball. I'm pro. I'm pro gumball. I like a gumball. Um, there's a. What's your price point for a gumball? Oh, it's it's no more than a quarter. Yes, and what size is that? I think quarter, a quarter should uh, get you a quarter size gumball. Yeah, uh, a, a normal. The, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think of a comparable size golf ball. Smaller than that. You're talking golf ball. You're getting towards like gobstopper type stuff or or jawbreaker rather. Big. Yeah. Yeah. That's too. That's too large. I'm thinking like a. Uh, hmm. I mean, about pearl. a quarter, a quarter size. A pearl? Yeah, a quarter diameter gumball would be okay. would be acceptable for twenty five cents. Now, I had a gumball machine as a child, and my you know a small one, and you know I would jip the hell out of that thing. That was a penny. Um, oh. You know, I'd, I'd throw in a penny in there, and it was my own money. So if I really had to recycle it, I would just open it up, get the money out, and reduce, reuse, recycle. Exactly. I mean, it's a circular economy. Captain Planet <laughs> and your. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. But uh, those gumballs were very small, so the the value was not there. Also, the gumball ran out of flavor pretty quickly. Yeah, because they're nasty. Yeah. Um, so I would say I preferred, like, if, if I was going for gum, uh, I would say I, I prefer the cube of the bazooka. Or not bazooka, rather. The um, bubble, what was the fucking... Not, it's not bubble yum. Bubble yum. There it is. No, there no, is. no, no. You're thinking of double bubble. This the no, no, no. Because that no. I'm thinking of the the bubble yum. It came in the little square, like the cube thing. There'd be like five or six pieces in. The, Dude, in this. round table. I understand, but that's what I'm saying. I only Over, want like if oh. I'm picking the gum, I'm going that way rather than a, a gumball. See, so yeah, like you could do bubble. Double bubble was round. Yes. It was cylindrical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Also ran out of ammo pretty quick. Yeah, and you like it took a, again a lot of saliva to get that thing going. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, um, so okay, so here we go. What about it's not normally done this way, but big league chew. No one ever takes it and has big league chew in the strips. You always make it into a cylindrical ball of the entire yeah. package and then jam it into your mouth. Right. 
Uh, what say you about that? Does that skirt the rules here? Like, that's is yes, that, skirt that skirts the, IOC the rules for this? It, it does day? because you are you are modifying, you are manipulating yeah. the the structural integrity of said product. Yeah, it has to come original from the manufacturer in a round fashion in order for it to qualify. Okay. Do you you remember those after dinner mints that were the like they were like a smaller they were like uh perfectly cylindrical gobstoppers but they okay. were just mints. Yeah. Yeah. Those things were awesome. Yeah, I mean they're fine. Fuck, man. I guess they had to be green for you to like them, right? <laughs> kind of thing. They're fine. Uh I wouldn't get it. I mean if I'm talking round candy they're they're not even in the, they're not even the team photo. They okay. were they were not pictured. They were not there that day of school. So I'm gonna give you like two or three here, and this is like, you know, this is the lightning round. You gotta say, yay or nay immediately on there, and okay. give me a one word no answers. No thinking. Okay. Yep. Ready, set, go. Gumdrops. No. Ready, set, go. Nico wafers. No. Ready, set, go. Sixlets. Yes. Ready, set, go Whoppers. Yes. Ready, set, go Raisinets. No. Okay. I'd probably fall in the same way. Nico wafers, I can go anyway. Nico wafers are basically antacids. Yes. So Chalky. Yeah. I'm not a... Doesn't do anything for me. Raisinets, it's not that I don't... I wouldn't eat them. It's that I just don't. It has nothing necessarily to do with my level of enjoyment of them because I will eat candy in just about any way, shape, or form. Yes, as long um, as provided it's some sustenance. But like. if I'm ranking it and and being thoughtful about it, I would say no. That doesn't happen much, though, when I'm eating candy. It's usually, ooh, piece of candy, and I'm <laughs> going to eat it. Ooh, piece of candy. Red shiny ball. <laughs> like It could be a candy that I fucking hate and know I hate, but it's like, hey, there's a piece of candy over there. Maybe I maybe I should go and eat that. What about those like round orange O's? Round orange O's, like the gummies. Okay. The gummies that are different. I'm thinking like orange slices, which I'm a big fan of. But not no, round. no, 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 no. They're like if you put them all together again, that violates our manipulation principle. No, 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 no. It's not a manipulation. Okay. Remember like the chocolate oranges that? You yeah. Had? Those were interesting. They're not bad. Um, they're like round O's or orange O's. Candies. I'm trying to find it on the like internet. a lifesaver type thing. No, or? no, no. Okay, no. they're gummies. Well, they have gummy savers. How do you? What do you say about a gummy saver? I'm. I like gummy savers. I would rock those. Fairly regular. Those. Oh, like a peach ring. Yes. No. Yes. Pass. Yes. Pass. Why? Because I don't like peaches that much. No, no. But there's orange ones. There's not peach flavored. There's different flavors. As a concept, yes. I enjoy them. I don't want the peach one though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that I got no, I got no beef with the with the concept. I just don't. There are certain flavors that are not my, not my, not in your wheelhouse or your forte. Exactly, exactly. Um, we haven't even really got. We haven't touched much on the skittle. Skittle, the skittle's good. Well, let me say this. Like the M M&M, and M, the purveyors of the M M&M and M brand. Sure. The Skittle has seen its fair share of egregious and erroneous attempts at trying to take and put certain flavors yes. down our fucking throat. God damn it. Don't give me that tropical bullshit. No. Give me a red yep. bag of Skittles and give me the default flavors. Damn Skippy. Thank you. At least we can agree on one damn thing. Analog. Yeah. Do not do not mess with a classic here. Uh, the, the regular standard Skittle flavors are the best Skittle flavors. Yes. Um, have you? 
What's Are, the best inside of that flavor palette? Oh, it's always red. You got it. You got a. You got fucked in the head. No, man. Dude, no. you fell down the stupid tree this morning <laughs> and hit every branch on Not the way Not this morning. Down. It would have been a long time ago. Dude, the orange Skittle. That artificially flavored orange Skittle is amazing. See, orange, not, I don't got a problem with it. I, just, but, I like red more. Yeah, and I guess that's that's a huge bias for me because the orange tastes like every other orange-related artificial flavor. It is, yeah. It's and very it's strong. Very, it's very... It's a... It's like an orange creamsicle-ish type of... Sure. Uh, it's like a, a lighter version of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what say you now? This, this, again, falls outside of the, pur- the purview because although a Skittle is already round, uh, what do you say about the Skittle ball? A sk- what, what, huh? Uh, do you ever... If you hold Skittles in your hand long oh, enough... and make a, like a brain of Skittles? Yes. Yes. Um, I've you, never done that. Okay. Well, because then we normally, may have to go over to Jewel and buy a packet of Skittles. Because normally when I eat Skittles, I house them pretty fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can make a Skittle ball, and it uh, is an amalgamation of flavor um, that, uh, you know, you could. it's a different, a different experience. So what texture would you prefer in your round candy thing? Would you prefer it to be of fruit-based and hard, of... Fruit based and semi soft, semi permeable, semi osmotic. <laughs> uh, would you prefer it to be hard, extremely hard and spherical? Would you want it to be chocolate or fruit? Kind of like, w- like what's your favorite? As if you had three dollars and you okay. went to a grocery store to buy any product offering that was a round candy thing see three dollars is too much because you yeah can, yeah you can see, you could get you can cover more than one base with see three. exactly and that's why i was like if you had a million dollars well it doesn't take a million dollars to get no, it like, let's say you got a dollar yeah because you get everything for a dollar caught too. you a dollar <laughs> <laughs> caught you a dollar <laughs> uh, if i had one united states dollar even not if you had a nickel well, you can't buy any candy. We can talk about blow days. pops. Like we didn't even talk about candies with a stick that we are didn't. circular. We didn't. That's a. <laughs> I mean, we we just a, we're barely scratching the surface of this topic. Scratching something. <laughs> um, no, if I had one dollar and I was going to the store, I would say more often than not, my tendencies lie to be on the chocolate side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would probably lean Reese's. That would that would be where I go. Give me cups. give me give me two cups. If it's on sale, give me the king size. Give me four. That's probably where it's gonna go. Now, that's not to say that I ing- it's not a ranking thing. It's just sure, a, it's sure, a ha- it, sure. that's more of a habit thing. I like Skittles. I would I have no qualms about doing the same thing and going and buy Skittles there. I would say I'd probably shy away from M&M's, even though they have the requirements on the chocolate side of things. Um, I like Reese's more than I like M&M's. Okay. Yeah. So I would, if I so narrowing it down to two, I'd probably go Reese's cups or Skittles, original Skittles, red package. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any strong opinions. Like for me, it's literally, it's a crapshoot. I'd roll the dice every time. Okay. You you like, you like a variety thing. See, I'm a consistency. Well, so Try to wrap your head around this. There's also Reese's Pieces cups, a Reese's cups. Nope, nope. With Reese's Pieces in. Get them out of there. Get them out. Oh, of there. that was definitely a different, different uh, textured taste. Give me the the only variant I will accept on the Reese's cup is the big cup. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we're just like put your A team in there. You know. Yeah. Don't bring us like all of your 
your uh, gotta hit quota margins uh, things there. Now we need to talk sure about. Damn sure don't bring me tropical M and M's. We didn't even talk oh, tropical or M&Ms. sour or not yeah, tropical M and M's. I was like, what is that? Like poison? I wish I wouldn't have realized that I was an idiot and said the wrong thing. <laughs> Or berry Skittles. <laughs> fuck berry Skittles. Fuck tropical Skittles. Uh, yeah, fuck any of the M&M variants that aren't just strictly peanut. See, and the, here's where I also try, like, sour. Yeah, get I sour out of the I away from sour. Like, I remember as kids, the Warhead was yeah. a thing. And, the, like, the fizzy Warhead was a thing. But like, Do you think that it was a true measurement of one's, of one's masculinity by being able to destroy a atomic Warhead? I think it shouldn't have been. Yeah. One kids should not be put up to that as the te- like masculinity should not be done by what your actions are. Okay, it should be done by how you perceive yourself in the world. And do, do you think you should you should have been the coolest kid at school if you could do that? <laughs> if you could butt chug some atomic <laughs> warheads, hell yeah! I feel like that would be less painful though. I don't know. You don't have the taste receptors. <laughs> I don't know. Some people could do. Th- I don't even want to go down on what butt chugging atomic warheads would look like. Look like, feel like, or sound like, especially the fizzy ones. That's a different animal. <laughs> Get out of there with that. No, I mean, because the, the atomic warhead really isn't that bad if you can. You have to make it through the first like. If you, you have to get the flavor off you, of it. Well, the sour is, is from the powder, like the powder that's on the outside. So if you can hold that under your tongue. It's the camphor powder. And get rid of that nastiness, then you no longer have the sour to contend with. Yes, you have to power suck first. <laughs> if you have a large amount of saliva, it will dilute the sourness, and then you can uh, make your way through it. Hence power sucking. Exactly. Yeah. God. <laughs> To trademark <laughs> hence power suck I, I i smell a t-shirt <laughs> from oh this podcast brewing i power suck with the best of them anyway any last thing moments thoughts um if they had a sushi round candy oh man no but i so i have one question opposed to you oh god um and this is a more of a conceptual question okay. on the overall shape of candy do you find round candy is superior to the bar candy Oh God! And I, this isn't a cop out. It's a completely different category. Okay. Uh, round candies I deem are in the hard realm are better for sucking on, and I know that sounds very, <laughs> very bad. But think about like lemon heads. Like if they had a bar of a lemon head, you'd just die. It's called a Jolly Rancher. It's different. <laughs> um, I think the reason the candy bar has made such a prevalence and it's a staying power is the surface area for distributing nougat and our caramel under a car and to on under top a layer of, of chocolate under a layer of chocolate and on a cookie or nougat crunch. Yes. Um, I don't think you can do the same from a cylindrical or even circular spherical um, to achieve the same thing. Yes. So I think your complex candies uh, tend to lead themselves to it. Like if you had a round payday, that's just a peanut and caramel. <laughs> I feel like with like, the right? with like the small round candies, you have a psychological feeling of there's more because of you know the, there are it may not from a weight standpoint like the, the you might have one ounce of a chocolate candy bar and one ounce of you know individual skittles, sure. but you feel like there's more when you have a, t- a bunch of tiny little skittles there than you do one just one candy bar or a 
bunch of bags of giant bags of Skittles. Well, I, yeah, if you if you perhaps go like to, to go Costco. To Costco. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I don't have necessarily a. Uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that one. It's it's more philosophical. But I do think, though, as a fat kid, uh, I would enjoy the small round candies because I had a perception of getting more uh, more value, more bang for my buck, or mostly more bang for whatever my parents spent on that candy to shut right. me up. Right, exactly. <laughs> not you don't need a million bucks to have fun in the candy realm. That's <laughs> no, you, sure. no, you do not. All right, well, let's continue our childishness. Um, we've got our we've we've had a a bit of a, a conversation about this um in the the preceding days leading up to this recording um patrick we've went to the world too we we've we've gone around the world uh, we've seen some things um we've got to we've got to talk about cartoons and animation some more um but cuz grown it, adults in their 30s need to do need this to do is- this um the the reasoning though is because no one gives a shit if there's just a lot of animated cartoon animals or, or, or anything like that. I mean, really, as humans, we interact the most with cats and dogs. Sometimes it rains them. Sometimes it does. Uh, so we need to have a conversation about cartoon cats and dogs. And we have to determine, we, ha- we got to have a little bit of a throwdown of who is the king of the cartoon animated uh, genre. And then in a, in a battle and or uh, bracket, they're not necessarily going to violently fight one another, but we have to decide who's the king here or queen or queen. The leader, the supreme, the leader. supreme. Yeah. The yes. Yeah, supreme leader of all of the animation of all this, you know, sometimes people say that there's the king, king of the jungle. That's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Uh, we did pose this question to the world. We have um, we and we have some very we have some very very strong uh, arguments yes. that can be can be made for a, a number and uh, I'm positive that you and I have both of these or uh, or any number of these on our list uh, so it, they'll those notions will uh, come about yeah in, in the path of this conversation uh, so let's let's start let's start on the feline side okay. of things uh, I think that's that's where we should go here. Um, First of all, do you think that there is a even representation of of cartoon or animated cats versus dogs? I think there are because there's shows that have both. Yes. Because the, it's such a polarizing thing. Generally, the cat is portrayed as a beta, as a non-dominant. Which uh, is so wrong. Which it, it, it is wrong, but it's like it's always portrayed as the dog being the aggressor uh the dominant species and dogs in some cases are better than cats in some ca- like yes you can have dogs that are better than cats but then there's also some jungle cats that are better than dogs and like i've never seen a dog that looks like a lion like big cat like mm-hmm. really really big cat like i uh, can you think of any of the like what's the largest dog you've ever seen or like a st bernard sure yeah like a like a mastiff or something like that. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't roam the the, the Serengeti, uh, <laughs> plucking off like other stuff like cheetahs. So like that's it. It media portrays these cats and dogs as very different things. So in the feline world, like uh, there is some of my list comes from uh, anthropomorphizing 
the animal okay. and giving it human attributes yes. to take in back there. Some of the best feline lead characters in an animated world happens to be the Thundercats. Okay, you're Lionel, a fan. Of, yeah. Chitara, <laughs> Pantero. Like, these not are, Pantera. Yes, not Pantera. <laughs> like, cats that not only have the ability to be smart for their cat-like abilities, but wield swords and, swords and weapons. Like, isn't there also, like, um, uh, I'm thinking about the X-Men. Uh, wasn't the the shapeshifter guy? Wasn't he a cat? Uh, maybe. No, I think it shadow or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't but know. basically, I think that the cats are badass too. Now, on the other side, there's some cats that are also lazy, uh, mm-hmm. but then they use their cunning abilities to it. When I initially thought about this one, I thought of the literal the literary uh, icon of Hobbes. Yes, Hobbes would be one that I would take and be a little bit shifty. I think that, you know, the the antics of both Calvin and and the or Hobbes mm-hmm. um would be cunning enough to take in uh be more witty than some said dog uh, yeah, pursuers. I, I think the cat is portrayed uh in a more cunning or intellectual manner than some of the dogs are. Um in, yeah. in in a lot of me like it's it's always but then you also have ren and stimpy where yeah. the cat just farts and it, the dog is a chihuahua I'm but talking, that's, on on the whole here um and in, in the overall uh at, you know the overall portrayal i think there are more cats who are uh kind of almost po- posed as Intel- intellect, intellect, sure. cunning, and, and borderline like tricksters in a lot of uh, scenarios. More cerebral instead of instinctual. Yes. Okay. Um, without the loyalty that uh, the dog may pose. Um, so I will put. So you you do you outlined Hobbes, um, one that I would like to uh, uh, present in the same way. And you t- did talk about the cat tends to lose a little bit of steam over time mm-hmm. uh cats are not known necessarily for their uh want to play or uh deal with humans sure. or anything like that although one particular one had to rely on a human fairmount garfield i mean garfield's ass ain't get, mondays he's not getting lasagna. up to go and you know cook a lasagna on his own um you know he's gotta he's gotta have some assistance from that so I, I do like I, I'll put Garfield in my in my mix, but uh, he's got he's got a flaw. He's, he's named after my favorite president, <laughs> James A. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I like I like Garfield, uh, but I'm gonna scratch him off the list early here. And See Garfield in like in the realm of like best cat character. Garfield's amazing. Yes. But if he was to go and uh, be the king of kings, um, nothing's uh, getting done. He's a little rotund. Yeah. Uh, he's a little rotund for us there. Now, if we're going to take and do like, I would take and go from the classic animated pink uh, character from the cunning ability that. Okay. Is the one pink panther. Yes. Very, very strong suggestion yes. there. I like we're yeah, taking pink do, panther. Because I think it would be like, it's definitely not brute force. 
it is a panther, so like there's the killer instincts. Yeah, sure, it's like the slyness of there. So yeah, but the Thundercats literally like they the had Thundercats swords. are a strong entry yeah. here. I'm I and <laughs> I I left them off my list, and I'm kind of regretting the fact yeah. that I did because that's, that, that's that's great. That's carte blanche number one. <laughs> you know, uh, well for you. Okay, but so I got I got to scratch another one, but I want an honorable uh, mention. Scratch, yeah, hey, cat scratch fever. Yeah, um, one Brian Setzer Orchestra. One cat that is not representative of how cats actually behave, Tigger. Yeah, and I like I personally, I mean Tigger, you're a good dude. I like I like what you got going on, but you have way more energy and way more bounce. I've never than, seen anybody use any their cat tail like that. That any cat ever has any real cat. Like it, it's not a rep, it's not an accurate representation. Not that it's supposed to be. But Tigger, you're good. You're an honorable mention, but you're not. You're not competing. You're not going on in the next round here. Yeah. See, for me, Tigger, I would have like I didn't even think of him in this set. I also kind of wrote off some very iconic cats okay. straight away. Sylvester. See, I got Sylvester on the list. But I yeah. wrote him off as, like, he's so unilaterally focused on one bird that it's, I can't yeah. do I wrote off Tom. Okay. Um, so focused on the the quorum and the quarrels between the two of them. And getting constantly owned by the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, if you can't do a mouse, how can you fight a dog? <laughs> or be above okay. dominion in terms of that. Yes. Yeah, that that's fair. All right. So, I think we're I mean, for me you've covered what I my the extent of my honorable mentions. All right. But now we're getting into some real territory. Um because you got two two kings that are on top of the leaderboard here for me. Number 1 or I shouldn't say number 1, but first off here, we've got Simba. And that's I mean, tough. You, you obviously he's, but he's peril. You know, he, he's in the, in the footsteps of Mufasa and Mufasa is really the King of Kings. I mean, you, I don't see any way around who's going to take over for that. Like see, Mufasa if, is the, is, is going to, he's going to run the ship. He's the animal embodiment of James Earl Jones Right. So, yeah. you know, like who's He's not going to listen? Vader in a yeah. lion form. And if we're going to go with that. But I not think, evil. Right, right, right. I think um, if we're going to go with that realm, you can't have two out of that movie. And no, and that's so why like uh, my gotta, my pick uh, as top cat is, is Mufasa. But what what about the Jeremy Irons voice Scar? No, Scar, Scar, Scar is, is evil. I just would I I can't pick Simba in this as the top cat because right. of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But and, well, and he's been he had the opportunity to learn and evolve from the leadership of Mufasa, uh, where I think Mufasa was the true leader. I mean, you looked at what the jungle and what, what the what the plains were like under Mufasa. Things were thriving. Like what Pride Rock looked like. Yeah. I mean, the, things were rocking and rolling under under Mufasa, and yeah, there was a little bit of turmoil there. And Scar came in, and you know, he he had his day, but it didn't work out great, and it didn't help the economy. And then obviously Simba took over. Things got a little, you know, things got better. You know, he he eventually grew into being king. But right. I'll, I'll take the original. Give me the the give me the OG. Give me Mufasa. Okay, so keep going. Who else so, you got on your list? Um, I mean, really, I've. I've kind of 
kind of gone through, and I think that my number two is going to be Hobbes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, literary. I like the philosophical side of things. He's the control of the of the group there between reason. Him. Yes, the voice of reason. Um, I. I I think he's the the trusted advisor. He's the number two role now. If Hobbs teamed up with Mufasa, there ain't no way Mufasa's getting run over by a pack of wildebeest. Like they're gonna they're gonna run through that thing together, and they're gonna get uh, they're gonna find a way around that situation. And Mufasa's still the king. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let, let's let's bounce off this really quick. <laughs> I think Fritz the cat was one I saw there. There was one that was a hybrid that we could talk about in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, from our community selections, <laughs> um, Stimpy was definitely an honorable mention for me. Like just like the the uh, chemical warfare um, <laughs> ability by Stimpy, it is unique. Yeah, um, definitely was one that was there. So let's go to the canines. Okay, um, dogs can- to the dogs layperson. For the layperson <laughs> um, is definitely one that's there too. And for me on the dog realm, there's a lot of them. There's a lot that you can go with that are a lot of good ones. Let me just say one that is an honorable mention for me. Okay. But you're putting like it's a it's a it's an A and a B horse. Like it's a it's like one A it's a one horse and a one A horse. Okay. It's it's all it's Scooby Doo and it's scrappy. Okay. They're not contenders in this. You you're taking Scooby Doo out I'm of taking Scooby Doo out. Although I vehemently disagree with you. Although has a fine quality fruit snack that is portraying his likeness. Does he does? Um, I don't think uh, his handler and the ability to solve crime as much. Scooby doesn't solve them as much. He's an integral part of the crime solving. But team. I think he's more of a distraction. If I were to take in Hanna Barbera dog <laughs> to put over that, I would take a dog that can operate in the worlds of space. Between a space-time continuum that you and I have not one to know, and it would be Astro the dog. Okay. So that would be my Hanna Barbera. Barbera. Where does um, da- underdog? Where's underdog fill in here? Is he was he Hanna Barbera? I don't. I, I think don't he could have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, regardless, uh, he's he's in the mix. Yeah. I mean, uh, little guy, uh, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's got to go smart. Yeah. Um, strong, strong entry, but I think Gastro is a solid choice too. I mean, it's a goddamn space dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Say that ten times fast. You put Scooby up in the space, you go, like, just doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and he doesn't live in a van; he lives in a house. I will say, so two dogs that can immediately get off my list: Goofy and and uh, Pluto. <laughs> yeah, can straight up get get right the hell off the list. What about Pluto? I, that's why I said Goofy and Pluto. Okay, they can any Disney related dog can yeah. go right off. Yeah, the they list. can go. I mean, Pluto is just a doofus. Um, and what about Goof Troop? Good show, but uh, I don't. I don't want them representing my uh, the the ideal of my species. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Goofy uh, is is just that. Uh, you you can't have that. Running. <laughs> you can't really have that running the show. It's just not going to work. Um, so yeah, he's more of like he ate a lot of glue kind of thing. Yeah, like, and just like you can't have Odie, crazy. you can't have yeah, Odie there. You can't have a good dog, loyal good dog, faithful companion. But see, that's the thing too is like sometimes the like whereas a lot of times dogs are portrayed in like a very favorable light. There's also the flip side where they show the dumb loyalty of a to dog. the human. Yeah, 
where like I mean Odie's a good dog. He's probably the definition of good dog, but he's also a dumbass. And I guess you could probably say that about Snoopy too. Snoopy followed blindly into it. It was Woodstock who was the voice of reason. Yeah, I mean Snoopy sleeps on top of his doghouse. Yeah, what, like exactly what, what I'm man? saying. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like you gotta you gotta shelter there. Get your ass inside yeah. of it. Um, I mean, nice guy, you know, good dog, but not a not the leader that we're looking for. Not the leader of the pack. He's the he's he's not he's not gonna be bringing the uh, bringing the noise, so right, to speak. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you say? And this is this is getting towards the top of my list. But what about Brian from Family Guy? Another human based personality. In, dog. Indeed, indeed. Had a little um, bit of a drinking problem. Bit of a problem, you know. Trying to um, write that novel, but uh, but smart, yeah. Brian, I, I see. I I kind of left off like the the fox related television dogs and cats. Okay, because on my list, an honorable mention is definitely Snowball Two in terms of <laughs> cats. It's not Snowball One. It has to no. be Snowball Two. <laughs> Um, and then Santa's little helper was on the honorable mentions list there, but Brian was Brian's a solid choice because it's he, Brian's acts like a human. He's more of a human than he is. He's got a fascinating crush on Lois, which is very <laughs> odd. And but he doesn't blindly like, to go against your point to go like to he is the anti dog. He goes against Peter's best wishes. Yes, um, to bring reason in where Peter's the bumbling fool. So I see that there's a difference in there uh, with Brian's characteristics where he'll use intellect and wisdom in situations that other dog, uh, dog animated dog characters, dog man, might not <laughs> use, you know? All right. So, so where where are you in the uh, the dog realm? Like, where, where are we getting so up? I, I, we got to get up towards the top of your list. Yeah. Here. So I got two. Okay. I got one crime fighting dog and one dog that's big and red. <laughs> so <laughs> what, whatever could they be? Whatever you kind of do. Uh, McGriff, uh, the crime fighting dog, he taught us how to fight. Fred, yeah, yeah, Fred McGriff. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, taught us how to fight crime and say no to drugs and everything. You know, I don't know if he did a great job at that, but it's just like that iconic, uh, you know, from the 80s, 100% always there. We're still in the 90s. It early, late 80s, early 90s. I remember that as like the big thing. I mean, it's like there. He was probably if I have to give like an award, like he would get the lifetime achievement award for the best public service announcement. <laughs> canine, canine, yes. Yeah. Uh, Smokey the Bear's best public service announcement animal right, of all time, right. uh, followed by Yogi Bear. But we're not talking about <laughs> bears this time. We're talking about uh, felines and canines, and then Clifford the Big Red Dog from the literary terms. It says it in his name, Clifford, the big red dog. Yeah. So if we're going into it, it's like Ron, there's no pretense. Yeah. It's, he's a big red dog. Yeah. A, the color red is awesome. B, he's big. Yeah. So like he could sit like he's the only thing that I could think of. Like if you put Clifford, the big red dog on like the African plains, like and he came up to a lion, he could crunch one because he's. He's like the Godzilla of dogs. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying like the Godzilla in terms of like the old Godzilla movies. I'm saying like the Matthew Broderick <laughs> brain stew green day. 
are. Godzilla. Uh, yes. Puff, Puff, the Puff Daddy, Daddy and uh, Jimmy Page. Yes. Cashmere. Yes. Oh, what was it? Come with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that that would top out and round out my list. Okay, of dogs. That, those are both strong. And I think there was also a dog uh, who I liked for an honorable mention. I think his name was uh, Spunky from Rocco's Modern Life. Faithful dog, always there. Yeah, I, I never watched that show, so I. Will, it was a Nickelodeon. I will uh, seed that. He was a good. He was a good faithful friend. Yeah. Um. So I mean, for me, and you know, Scooby Doo is is my my top dog um is always going to be my top dog right um that's not without its flaws um you know i'm not saying that he's the best leader in the world uh he's not going to be the you know he may not be the necessarily the strongest in organizational skill and uh things of that nature but uh he damn sure knows how to get to the bottom of things yeah and he you know at the end of the day you go. You want a guy that gets things done, and that's that's Scooby. He knows how to associate himself with the people that are getting the job done. Yeah. See, the problem with me with Scooby is he's a contradictory play to your. I would rather just take Asher over it because there's no like dim wittedness to it. Asher's there. He serves. He goes along a lot. Well, Does long. Astro solve mysteries? Some Does of he them. find clues? Does I think you can't have Brian be a dog <laughs> and then you have Scooby be a dog. You need to, you got to have both. You got to have balance, my friend. Okay, so my dog will <laughs> sit on your dog. Yeah, but he's also slow and can't turn around as quickly. Yeah? Yeah. That's what they said about dinosaurs, too. <laughs> can't do push-ups. They got so, strong upper body. There was a hybrid entry that was there, brought up. There was. Definitely that we I think we have to take and do. Yes. Which is the Nickelodeon cartoon of Cat Dog. Yes, which is which, an interesting hybrid. Yes, it is. Because I'm I'm curious what the best pieces of Cat Dog would be in this. And is it stricken just because it's an, a, not a full dog, full cat? Yeah, I mean, I think you would... If you Very were, creative selection, yes. by the way. I When I saw that, I'm like, damn, I thought about... I didn't... <laughs> totally spaced on the, Cat Dog. If you are wanting to build an ideal... I think you want the intellect of the cat and the power and everything of the dog. Not that there aren't big cats that are very uh, agile and, and powerful, but uh, I think you want, like, if you're, you got to select traits from both sides. Uh, so you take the intellect of the cat, you take the, the power that the dog has to offer, some of the agility, and uh, you, you go to market with that. Okay. Yeah. I can live with that. So let's see, what are our top two of each? Top so, two canines that we would think just like collectively. We've made good points there. I'll concede some things. You've conceded some I mean, things. if we, we got to pick. So let's say we have to pick one off of each ticket here. So you've got Clifford and uh, McGruff. And no, my tops, my my dog tops would be Astro and Clifford. Oh, Astro and Clifford. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, okay. McGruff, Astro, Cl- it, Astro, the- Astro can straight up get the hell out of here then. Clifford is staying. Because he's big and red. He's big and red. I will, I will, I will nominate Clifford. Okay. Mix. So my top two would be Scooby Doo and Brian. I would say you'd have to pick Brian. Okay. So because the 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 cunning ability to actually rationalize thought, he can do everything that Scooby does, but better. I can accept that. Yes. I can accept that. Though Brian does not have fruit snacks. Could. Could, but they don't. We can make them. <laughs> uh, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So on the dog ticket, we've got Clifford and we got Brian. Yeah. Okay. Then what about the cats? 
That's tough. Mufasa, I, I, okay, so I, I, Trump card. I can't see any argument that you can make that could say he's not on the ticket. Okay. I mean, you can make an argument, but I don't know if it's going to be valid. No, I don't think it is. Like, I think just saying James Earl Jones makes it valid enough right there. Uh, so we can't take any other Lion King. The tough part is the Thundercats collectively are a, a ensemble. And yeah. it, you bring out one, does any of the other ones struggle? Right. Yeah. It's like a Ninja Turtles type thing. You know, uh, the, we could talk about the Turtles. <laughs> There's definitely like, you know, Master Splinter's running it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Master Splinter is the Bill Belichick of that team. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. And it starts with Michelangelo, and then <laughs> it goes through Leonardo and Donatello and Raphael can pound sand for all I care. Uh, so I think the cats are very interesting to me. I think we sadly am going to strike uh, Garfield off. Yeah. Because like, I, I, I don't think he's. You give him. You give, he's only good six days of the week. Yeah. And, and you need a guy. You need someone who's going to fight for you every day. Yeah, and I think that the Thundercats, as though they're good and it's a strong introduction into it, we definitely need to. Um, it, it's it's not a tag team. It's not a a fatal four way. You know, it's definitely something that is there. So that's going to be there. It leads me to the cunning ability of the Pink Panther, I th- which is you know not only does the Pink Panther have the ability to find the diamonds, and he's a you know, expector <laughs> Clouseau. He also is adorned on many famous insulation products that you use in your home. Uh, so you can fair, find them throughout point, yeah. Menard. So not only is he a home body and help you out in the home, <laughs> but he also entertains you there. Yeah. And he, and to be fair of the, uh, uh, animated animals, uh, on the cat side of things, probably the best theme song, theme song ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Scooby-Doo's the Pink got, Scooby-Doo's got one that's pretty strong. But, yeah, the Pink Panther theme, top-notch. Yes. Uh, well, Lion King is pretty good, too, but that's because that was no expense. Uh, yeah, the, you, can't, you can't factor that in here. Right. I mean, so if we're talking strictly music, I think Scooby-Doo's got the dog side of things covered, uh, and, and the Pink Panther's got the cats. So I will say, you know, my, my, the cat side of things, like I'm all in on Mufasa. That's the no-brainer. I will I will seed Hobbs as, and we'll make we'll make Hobbs Secretary of State. Uh, but for VP, Pig Panther. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's where I'm going. Now we've got a bigger another thing. To, now we have to start resolving. Things. Yes. So are Mufasa and the Pink Panther going to be able to defeat Clifford the Big Red Dog and Brian from Family Guy? That is one of the best <laughs> tag team matches I can ever think you of. You got brains. You got brawn. On both sides. You have sheer size. Yeah. You know, it's basically, if you're looking at it from a WWE standpoint, you got Kane as the Big Red Dog. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, do do we settle this right now, or do we have this as being an adjunct? as? Uh, let's, let's leave it where it's at, because I think we've babbled long enough, sure. and, and this requires serious deep philosophical introspection okay that uh may need to be revealed at another point okay yes we will table this we have our finalists we have a tag team match yes um, we're going to have is is wrestlemania tonight i don't know I, uh, I don't know no but there's uh we've got uh yes the tag team match is set they are going for the title so it is going to be mufasa <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Mufasa and the Pink Panther. You can say it's ridiculous. <laughs> Mufasa and the Pink Panther against. We've got Brian from Family Guy, 
and we've got Clifford the Big Red. I dog. feel like I'm a WWE writer right now. <laughs> like this might These be more probably... creative than some of the storylines okay, that the okay, WWE okay, is okay, written. Okay. But the matchup is set. The contracts have been signed, and this is what is going down at WrestleMania. Awesome. We will take and get everybody's uh, ideas as we go forward into who the best. How this will play out, kind yes. of thing going. So. Yes, and if we have any ideas on what's going to happen as far as who's going to, what moves are going to be executed uh, by any one of these animals in in their path to glory, uh, we will gladly accept that as well. Awesome, awesome, Steve. Why don't you roll us out? Yes, my friends. If uh, you want to check out this fine show, oh, this podcast, you can go on the interwebs and go to ohthispodcast.com. You can find us there. You can also catch us on Facebook and also on Twitter. Uh, We've got uh, all sorts of good stuff there about the show, things of that nature. Uh, If you want to uh, subscribe or uh, download episodes of the show, not only are they on ohthispodcast.com, but you can get them on Google Play. You can get them on iTunes. Your preferred podcast provider, we're out there and ready for download. Uh, If you want to support the show in any way, shape, or form, uh, you can catch us uh, on Patreon. You can also uh, support the show on allthispodcast.com through uh, some of the shopping links that we have posted out there. And uh, honestly, even if it's just a matter of sharing the show with friends and family, uh, people that you want to torture, we're happy with that too. Awesome, awesome. Steve, thank you for joining us. Again, we were drinking Pipeworks. Hey, careful. Man, there is a beverage here and also over the line. You can find barrel aged over the line, barrel aged over the line. Uh, big alcohol content on all that. Donnie just passed away in the movie. <laughs> uh, and until next time, I'm Steve, I'm Patrick, and we are out. Tch.